All right. Hey, good morning. It's good to see all of you. It's good to be up here. I was super frustrated that I couldn't be up here last week, but uh, you didn't want me here with my COVID nasty. So, um, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's good to be here. I, but I just uh, loving uh, this series and what we're talking about, and that was part of the frustration because I was excited to be able to talk to you about the great love of God for all of us, but I'm super thankful to Matt Doan, who FYI did a great job, but if you don't know, he got the call Thursday night uh, at around 9 p.m. to say, hey, will you preach this Sunday? So kudos to, to Matt for stepping up in that role. Uh, yeah. Um, And, uh, but as we continue this, as we think about first love, uh, you know that awkward moment, maybe if you've, if you've dated someone or you're married, and there's like this, this time in dating where you're like, when am I going to say I love you, right? That whole thing of like, who's going to be the first one to say it? Because you also don't want to do the thing where you say, I love you, and then the other person's like, I know, you know, they Han Solo you with that, but uh, you, you don't want that moment. And, and so it's like, okay, what, what is the right time? And I remember B and I, uh, we, we had had this conversation of, okay, we don't want to be casual about it. Because, you know, been in, you know, some junior high relationships where you're like, I love you on day two. And, uh, you know, day three you're breaking up. And so not wanting to have that kind of situation either to be serious about this. So we'd actually had this whole conversation about how when we say I love you, that means like, that's not engagement, but that means that's on the way. That means I, I really love you forever. And so... Uh, it was like, I remember this, this time of like, okay, wow, what are we going to do? How are we going to say this? So uh, I don't even really want to say how many, a few of months only it was into the relationship. But I remember that I went on this trip to Europe. And it was that whole thing kind of post-college where, you know, this backpacking through Europe. I went by myself for like almost a month kind of just backpacking and finding myself, you know, in Europe and, and doing that sort of thing. And, and it was awesome, actually. It was a really awesome time, except for the parts where I was sitting in Paris on a bridge over the River Seine and thinking, oh, I want to be here with B. Like, she's the one I want to be here with, not by myself, or in the Swiss Alps and thinking I'm here by myself, or I was in uh, parts of Italy, you know, by myself. Like, oh, great, this is not really how I want. And so I, it was the absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I knew while I was there that, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. And so when we got home, we were hanging out. I would live down in Dana Point at the time, and we were at, like, in the Dana Point Harbor uh, and kind of out by the Ocean Marine Institute area. And and sitting there and chatting, and like, I kind of remember I was like, okay, I'm going to say it at some point, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. And then she starts saying some stuff, like all these nice things to me, and I'm like, wait a minute, I think she's going to say it, you know? I got I to gotta say it first. I want to be the first one. I just remember blurting out in the middle of her saying all these nice things, I was like, I love you! <laughs> kind of awkwardly, and she's like... Ah, I love you too, you know, it's just a weird moment. Um, no, but we just like, it was like so ready. And finally when it was ready to come out, we were able to, to say that to each other. And then, yeah, and we, we did get married. Uh, and so all good we didn't break up the next day like it was with my junior high girlfriend. But, um, <laughs> but there's that thing of, okay, love, like who's going to say I love you first? And just think about I love you. And what's beautiful and what I love is that 
God said, I love you first. God loves us first. And part of like so much of why I wanted to do this series of first love was I want us to start this year. I want us to to organize our life and prioritize our life around the love of God. That God loves us first. And that we need to return to our first love in Jesus And then the very first thing we do is that we love God. So the very first action or anything that we would take part in is to love God first. Both in timeline and in priority. That that everything we'd be about is the love of God after he has loved us. And we've experienced his love the first thing we do is love him. So I just want that to be even in your heart and in your mind of, like, this is what our lives are to be about as followers of Jesus. To experience the love of God and then to love God first and then love people. And that all comes from this verse in Mark 12. So if you've got your Bible, I encourage you to turn to it. Uh, there's Bibles in the back of the seat there in front of you. There's phones and other devices. You can turn to it. This is in, here in Mark 12. This story is also in Matthew 22. Uh, but we're going to read the Mark account here today. There was this debate going on with some religious leaders, some Sadducees and scribes and Jesus. They're talking about marriage and what's going to happen in the uh, afterlife and all that. And then it starts in then Mark 12, 28. And it says, One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well. So he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? It's a good question, okay? Well, like, hey, there's all these, there's over 600 commands in the Old Testament, right? You've got the Ten Commandments, all right? So which, what is the most important of all the commandments? What's the most important? Here we go, verse 29. Jesus replies, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The teacher of religious law replied, Well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth by saying that there is only one God and no other. And I know it is important to love him with all my heart, all my understanding, and all my strength, and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than to offer all of the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So we get a pretty clear answer. Often in the Bible we get some vague stuff. Even Jesus talks in parables a lot. And you're kind of like, I don't really know what he's saying there. Uh, what's, what's the real thing going on here? But he is clear. He is direct. And he's to the point, And he says, love God first. Then love your neighbor as yourself. These are the greatest commandments. The Matthew one says, all of the, uh, all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. This is what is most important. And so the very, very first thing we do is love God. That's what we are to do first. We are to love God and we are to love him with 
all of our being. Okay, so this whole thing, to love God first, I want to do a little bit of this illustration to help us with this. Because uh, it's, it's kind of maybe a familiar illustration to some of you, kind of object lesson to help us understand this. But it is very important to do the things that are supposed to be first, first. So if you think about life as this jar, right, this is the jar of our life. And so we want to be able to do everything that is most, like, that we want to be able to do with our life. But we have to prioritize. We have to do the most important things first. So I'm going to help us with this. I've got this little, this jar of, of sand uh, from not as much of a cool place, the, the preschool playground. Okay, so this jar of sand uh, <laughs> is... You know, we're not going to, like, I don't want to touch it too much. <laughs> but, uh, no, this is, like, everything in our life that we love and is important and we, like, things that we want to do that we think is good, right? It's, uh, it's obeying all the other uh, commands other than these two. It's, like, our hobbies, our family, our work. It's our ministry. Uh, all these ways that we do things, all right? So are all of the stuff in here. But the most the two most important things, it's, got, it's the big rocks first. We got to do the big things first or it won't work. This rock, which I actually got from the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. All right. <laughs> nobody, nobody said anything. I think we're good. But uh, so this rock I picked up from the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. This rock represents to love God first. Okay, we love God. This rock which I got from the shore of the Sea of Galilee in the place that Jesus said to Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep represents feeding my sheep, loving your neighbor, loving people, right? So this rock to love people. Love God, love people. Most important things. Now, here's the deal. We want all that to fit well into our life. So if we first do everything else, right, all the doings of our life, all of our work and hobbies and everything, we, we want that to all fit and make sense. That dust might kill you. Be careful. Okay, so like uh, we want that all to fit into our life. But if we do all these other things first and we don't prioritize, and then we say, okay, well, yeah, now I want to love God and love people, it doesn't work, right? It's that, that whole thing. Like we, okay, no, this isn't working. So it's not fitting. It's not, I, I don't have time or I don't have space or I don't have priority to be able to love God first and love people, right? So then I realize, okay, here, love God. I want to do that first. That's of primary importance. Love people. That's of, like, kind of equally, you know, importance, secondary importance right here. Okay, so here we go. These things are in here. These things are first. These things are what we care most about. And so then we take all the other things that are good, our work, our family, our hobbies, our, our ministry activity, the way... We serve God. The way we obey all the other commandments of scriptures, all that stuff that is good, but it has to come after. And if we place it in its right priority, everything fits. Okay? We have to place what is most important first. And then everything will fit. And so that's like the way I want you to consider that. First. It's first in timeline. It's first in like importance and gravity. And we love God then with all of our being. It's a wholehearted love. Every single part of us. It says our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. Now each of these things is important individually. And there's ways that we love God with our heart. And there's ways that we love God with our mind that are different, right? But 
what this is really saying, what I want us to understand about this most, is this means all of us. It's all of ourselves, all of our being, every aspect of who we are. With all of ourselves, we are loving God. That's what's most important when it's listing these different things. But our heart is this like central part of our being. This kind of ancient understanding of heart isn't just like passion or love or that kind of thing. A more of an ancient world understanding of heart is like our entire mental and moral activity, like every aspect of our decision making and it comes to like emotion, reason, will. All of that is like the heart in this sort of ancient understanding of the heart. And our soul is this, like, the literal breath of life of God breathed into us, like our, our, our very spiritual being in that way. Our mind is just kind of what you would think of as, as like, our faculty of understanding, our mind. Uh, and then with our strength is just with the amount of, uh, of energy and exertion and, and the way that we would love God with, with all of that, right? And so you're taking all of that, and all of that is important individually, but again, more so it's every ounce of our being expressing our love for God. So we love God with every part of us, all of us, all of our passion, all of our strength, all of our, our reason and will and understanding, all of that. That is how we love God. And so I want you to hear kind of even the, the weight of this, the way the Bible talks about how love God first should be. It should be so important. It has to come first or it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Everything else doesn't really work without love. You might do some other stuff, and those are all good things. But if you're not doing it out of loving God first and then loving your neighbor, then it's just like what 1 Corinthians 13 says. It's just a clanging gong. You know, it's just sort of, it's meaningless. It's, it's, it's sort of worthless activity. It's busyness. But it doesn't really, it doesn't have that same impact. And so I want us to think of it in that way. And the gravity of, of even like what the Matthew account says of all the law and prophets hang on these two things. Everything, all the over 600 commands that, that we are given in, in the Torah of ways to follow God. All the challenges that the prophets have given the people of God over those centuries of time in the Old Testament. All of that hangs on loving God first. So for you, where does loving God first stand? Is loving God the first thing you think about in the morning? Is loving God the most important way that you express the other stuff that you're passionate about? You might be passionate about certain issues or certain people or uh, certain ministry activity or things that you just like to do. Well, is that all coming out of love for God? It should flow out of love for God first and then a love for people. And so to do even some consideration and some reflection on, does loving God matter to me more than anything else? Does it? Does it? When you interact with people, when you interact with people that disagree with you, when you are trying to tell someone about Jesus even, is that coming out of love for God or out of challenge or rightness or whatever? I mean, that was even something that we talked about a couple weeks ago with the, the um, whole thing of return to your first love. It was this message of Jesus to the church in Ephesus. The church in Ephesus was doing some really good stuff. He says, hey, I commend you. I applaud you for your hard work 
for, for the gospel. And I commend you for the way that you stand up against false doctrines. Those are good things. He says, but I still have this thing against you. You've left your first love. You've got to return to your first love. Loving God has to be first. Those things are still good. They're not being condemned for doing that stuff. I mean, we're very much a church, I think, that has been good about working hard for the gospel and standing up for biblical truth. Those are good. Those are important. But first, we love God. So it's just this reminder, this check for us. And, and then it's, is God the first thing of all we love? God has to be the first of all the things we love. And he even says in Exodus 23, this is Ten Commandments, okay? He says, you shall have no other gods before me. That's what that says. You shall have no other gods before me. That God has to be the first thing you love. Because idolatry is putting something else before God, right? Idolatry is saying, okay, this other thing, bad, sinful, good, helpful, whatever it is, anything, if you put something else before God, then it becomes an idol. And so God says, no, 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 you shall have no other gods before me. And in that world and in our world, there's things that compete for sort of godhood in our life, right? And in in our world today, we're distracted by so many little gods, quote unquote, that are actually very powerful. Things like money, beauty, fame, our phones, power, uh, control, position, so many other things compete with God for our attention and for primacy in our life. And so we put God first. And then we need to remember what is first. And it's really hard for us to remember because of all these things that compete with God. And the people of Israel totally struggled with this. Constantly in the Old Testament, over and over again, the message to the people of Israel is, remember, don't forget. Remember, don't forget. Oh, okay, you you know, things are going good for you. You're kind of drifting off into other, like, looking to other gods and thinking that is what is providing for you or that is who should be worshipped. No, no, remember, don't forget. And so it even became where remembering there's some very, like, specific instructions. And there's a Hebrew word that is is shema. Shema is this Hebrew word that is also kind of become, it's a thing. <laughs> it's also a, it's a prayer. It's, it's a Bible verse that we're going to read in a minute. It's a portion of the scriptures. But it's also just a sense of um, a way to remember, okay? A way to help us not forget. And so this Hebrew word shema means to hear, to listen, to obey. And even like... Um, you, the, the version we're reading, it says, listen, O Israel. Other versions say, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. That's the Shema, okay? That's this portion of scripture. But what's important is it's not just to hear, it's not just to listen. It's also to obey. An ancient understanding of, of listening includes doing, okay? Hearing includes doing. Listening includes obedience. It's not listening if there's not obedience afterwards, or else you didn't listen. (laughs) So there's just this assumption built into it that if you hear, if you listen, then you will do and you will obey. 
All right? So when James even says in the New Testament, be, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word. He's like, you've completely messed up what it even means to be a hearer. You've lost the definition of the word. Don't just be a hearer, be a doer, because that's what it means to be a hearer, if you understand. Okay? So we have to, to do and obey out of hearing. Now, the Shema portion of Scripture is Deuteronomy 6 4 through 9. So that's uh, right there near the beginning of the Bible. Um, I would love for you, if you want, you can turn there, you can read it, or you can just listen. <laughs> it's an unintentional pun. But 6 4, and it because it starts with the word listen. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9 is this portion of scripture called the Shema. And it says this: Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. So you hear that's what Jesus is quoting. When he says the greatest commandment, he's quoting this. He says, this is the greatest commandment, the Shema. Listen, O Israel, you got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. Verse 6, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands. Wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. You need to remember it's so easy for you to forget, and so I want to give you some ways to help you remember this. This is the most important thing, Jesus says. This is the most important commandment from the Torah, the law. Love the Lord your God with every ounce of your being and do it wholeheartedly. And so because it's so easy for you to forget, I want you to talk about it. Talk about it with your kids, talk about it when you're walking around, talk about it at bedtime, talk about it in the morning. It needs to be a part of your conversation all the time to remind you. Hey, also, I want you to put it on your hands and put it on your head and then like put it on your door, stuff like that. Okay, so he's saying you need to take steps to remember. Take some intentional steps to remember because you so easily forget. So check out, like, these are how Jewish people then have taken this command very, very literally. So you can see this picture of these Orthodox Jews that have, <clears throat> so you see on their arms, they've wrapped around and they have the Shema in, like, a box wrapped, like, attached to their hands. Okay? The little box on their forehead is because they've said, okay, I've bound this onto my head, onto my forehead. It says it in the Bible. They're just obeying the words of the Bible. It looks kind of weird, but it's what the Bible says to do. So I commend them for this. Now, there's also these things called mezuzah that you'll see in Jewish homes or you'll see in Israel if you were to go there. This is two pictures. So if you look on the right, uh, that's a doorpost that has this little thing on there, that, that little piece at an angle, uh, which is a mezuzah, and that has the Shema inside of it. This portion of scripture is on a piece of paper, and it's inside of that little thing. I'll show you. And then, like when you go to a hotel in Israel, every single door has a mezuzah with the Shema on it. I've got a couple here that I've actually bought in Israel. This one is sort of interesting in that it's clear, and so you can see the little portion in Hebrew has the Shema, Deuteronomy 6, written inside of it to remember this. Bind it on your doorposts, because it says to do that. 
here's another little one, and you can see that then, like, on the back, you would, you would like, nail this or screw this into your doorpost, and on the back, inside of it, has the little paper, okay? It's kind of hard to get the paper all the way in there, and I'll rip it if I pull it out. So, but it's, it's in there. It's kind of cool, right? So that's what, like, a mezuzah, that's what a mezuzah does. It's just obeying the scripture that God has said, you forget stuff so easily, you need to remember that it would be on your doorpost, and sort of traditionally people would touch it as they would go through the doorpost, okay? And that, that way you are remembering to love the Lord your God with all of your being. And that, I need lots of reminders. Now, sadly, what happens with sometimes with some of this stuff is we kind of remembered the, the tradition of binding this around your arms and head and on your door. And sometimes you can kind of forget then, what am I remembering? So you start getting into the, the act of the tradition of remembering and forgetting about the love. Don't just do traditions. Remember what the tradition is supposed to be pointing you towards. And I think some people, um, whether that's Orthodox Jews or whether that's us, we have traditions, but we forget what the traditions are actually reminding us to do. Love God first. So we, have, we even have some things. I encourage you to do some stuff. Like we've got some stuff even in our home. We have mezuzah. I realized I need to, actually as I was giving this, I realized, oh my gosh, we painted sort of relatively recently and I didn't put my mezuzah back up. So I got to put my mezuzah back up on my door. But also um, we have some other stuff to remind us. Just like in our house, we have uh, this. My clicker is not, oh, here we go. Oh, come on, put the picture up. <laughs> uh, so this picture here on the screen is just this is like in my living room and we've got this like chalk drawing it says for the that my wife made for the joy of the lord it's my strength that's like a something important for me that i know i want to be remembering so i remember that another part of my house has this which my, my wife uh who's amazing she bought this and it has the blessing prayer from Numbers 6 that we pray at the end of the service. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you and all that. So that's there. So I have these things in our, in our home to remind me. Okay, these are things I want to like, care about. I want to even, you know, I want to frame my life around these things. That the joy of the Lord is my strength. That uh, to love the Lord my God with all my heart for God's blessing over his people that uh, as a pastor, I want to pray that priestly blessing over the people of God that he has entrusted to this flock here. And I want that to be a core part of who I am, what I'm remembering all the time. And so, like, we have these ways. And so I encourage you to have ways that you could remember this. Even to love the Lord your God first. Maybe that's even on, like, like our lock screen on our phone or something. That's just when you push the power button and the sort of little picture that shows up first. Like that's a cool way to just like have a reminder of some sort for you there. Or if that's stuff like in your house that could remind you, if that's a mezuzah, to get one and to, to put one up in your home. If that's some rhythms of spiritual practices and prayer times and saying, okay, Lord, I want to maybe put this into some sort of rhythm of way of remembering this first. It could be that you wake up in the morning and you try to say, okay, first thing I want to do is just remember, love God first today. You know, if there's a way to remember that, that is what God wants from us, to talk about it in the morning, to talk about that in the evening, to talk about that as we go around, and all of that. Like, so think about ways that you can remind yourself of what should be first. Because you see, loving God and loving people, this isn't like time card Christianity. 
okay? We don't clock in to say, all right, well, now I'm going to focus on this. You know, now, like, okay, now, God, I'm in, I'm here for, like, here, I'm, I'm here at church, or I'm doing some sort of ministry thing. We don't clock in and clock out when it comes to our relationship with God. When it comes to our relationship with God and how we love him first and we love others, we don't, like, go on Facebook and think, whoop, clock out for this one, <laughs> destroy people. You know, like, it's not, it's not that kind of way that our life should live. Like, we need to be loving God first and loving others sort of second first <laughs> out of that all the time. It's part of who we are of every moment of our lives. And it's so easy to forget. So God says, have some ways to remember I don't think God cares if you have a thing, a little box bound to your forehead or not, but I think he cares if you have ways to remember. If you don't have any ways to remember in your life, that needs to change. That needs to be fixed. That's an action that you can do to change that, to have active ways for you to remember to love God first. If you don't have those, change that. Start that. Start it now. Start it today. This has to be an important part of your faith journey with the Lord. You don't clock in, you don't clock out. It's always. You don't retire, you don't finish. It's always. We love God first. So I want to take us into a moment. And this is actually, um, what you'll see here, it's a portion from this prayer journal. If you've not yet uh, got one of these prayer journals, these are available out in the lobby on the tables. And it is a whole little... Uh, like a, just a great process of spending time with the Lord, okay? And, and helping you build some spiritual practices to help you remember these things that we've been talking about. Return to your first love. God loves you first. Love God first. And then love people. And so what I'd like for you to do is just as a little, like, a little light music is played, to just meditate and pray with the Lord this. Lord, teach me about myself. Is there a certain part of me that is resistant to loving you? What makes it hard for me to love you? To share your honest heart with God. So I'm going to pray for us and just take a minute. That will stay on the screen and you can just pray through that a little bit before we begin to sing these songs. Lord, I thank you that you love us first. Lord, out of your great love for us, your grace for us that is there for us even when we don't love you back, God. Even when we don't place you first, your love still is first. And so, God, we are grateful. But I pray that you would just probe into our hearts, into our innermost being, and help us to see the parts of us that maybe that it's hard for us sometimes to love you back. Heal that, Lord. Help us to love you first, foremost, with all of our being. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a moment to pray through that.